Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We taught last time on fear not. We've had wonderful response to that message and I thank all of you through your giving that has allowed us to take the Word of God, literally now around the world, we have people listening all over the United States and different countries. We thank you. We cannot do this apart from you. You're a part of every seed sown, and you will receive an eternal reward for every seed sown for the going forth of the Word of God. Matthew 1, verse 18, last time we looked at the angelic visitation. Gabriel went to visit Mary. And remember he told Mary that she had been chosen by God because of God's favor. And the first thing he told her was, do not fear. Do not fear, for God has chosen you. God has imposed his mighty favor on you, blessed are you among women, you will be the mother of God's Son. How many of you know that this had to be a life changer, a world rocker for Joseph, her betrothed husband? Betrothal, as we said last week, was far more serious and legal than engagement is in our culture. Betrothal, if it was violated, in the Old Testament you could be stoned to death. You were at least ostracized, cast out of any place of respect that you or your family held in Jewish culture. And it was life-changing, if not life-taking. So we see in verse 18, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, that is, before sexual intimacy, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. That is, the Holy Spirit fertilized that egg by his divine presence. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to take to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Understand that if a woman was found to have committed sexual adultery, she was brought publicly before the religious leaders and became an outcast if not her life taken. Joseph, with all that being envisioned in his mind, the Bible says, a just man. You know what that means? He did the next right thing. His first mind was to put her away secretly. This doesn't mean 
to disregard her. It doesn't mean to repudiate her. It means to get her out of the public limelight where she will be protected from being outcast, rejected. Can I ask those of you who are husbands, are you willing when your wife is struggling to do your best to protect her? Are you willing to do whatever it takes even without you understanding or even agreeing to remove her from something that would destroy her? If you see her mightily struggling, will you do everything you can do to make sure that she is brought into a place that is more healthy and safe for her? Joseph did the next right thing, even before he had the angelic visitation, verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. There it is again. What did the angel tell Mary? Fear not. What did the angel say to Joseph? Do not be afraid. Fear not. Do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She has not been touched by another man. This child is conceived of the Holy Spirit. And he will bring forth, she will bring forth, and shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all that was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, say it with me, Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Well, what did Joseph do? Look at 24. Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. Understand that dreams are usually the manifestation of your subconscious mind. But also understand that Old Testament and New, there are sometimes dreams that are given to you by God Himself. They have spiritual depth and spiritual meaning. Listen to the Holy Spirit when you have a dream like that. Ask the Lord to confirm to you if this is indeed His voice. Give it the test of the witness of the Holy Spirit, the test of the Word of God. Is it in line with the Word and character of God? Give it also the test, if need be, to spiritually mature people who should be in your circle or your covering. And ask for the witness of the Spirit. Now turn with me to Luke chapter 2, please. Luke 
after Joseph and Mary obeyed the Lord, going to Bethlehem, verse 7, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because they were absolutely destitute and dirt poor and had nothing else. Is that what yours says? Three of you are reading the Bible. It, does yours say that? Why was he born in a manger? There was no room for them in the inn. There are those who make an argument based on ignorance that Jesus was homeless. He was only born there because there were no vacancies. In fact, if you'll read on a little farther in the Matthew chapter and in the Luke chapter, you'll find that uh, the wise men actually found Jesus not in a manger. Those scenes are nice and frilly, but they're not accurate, but found him in a home. In a home. Interesting, isn't it? Now, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Oh, there it is again. What did the angel say to the shepherds? Fear not. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Fear not. The angel said to Mary, Fear not. The angel said to Joseph, Fear not. The angel said to the, the, angel said to the shepherds, Fear not. Understand that all of these players in the mighty birth of Jesus had to deal with their fear before they could experience two things. Number one, they couldn't get hold of their next holy assignment until they dealt with their fears. For whatever reason, do you understand that in Scripture we are told 365 times, do not fear? That's one, every, that's one a day, isn't it? God's serious about that. We can't really lay hold of our next assignment from the Lord and do it with all our heart until we deal with our fears. And one thing I found out about the Lord, He is unwilling to let us get by without dealing with our fears. The main reason we have to deal with our fear is, listen, fear is absolutely opposite the greatest enemy of love. Hmm? I thought fear and faith were, look, you can believe and obey scared. I do it all the time, don't you? You, you can believe and obey with some fear in your mind. 
But you cannot be eaten up by fear and be a man or woman of love. Where do you get that? Verse John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. So they can't coexist. If God is love and love casts out fear, do you understand what I'm saying? Fear and God's love, you have to deal with your fear to really connect with the love of God. In fact, when you get deeper revelation of the love of God, that's what drives fear. Will you ever get totally free of fear? If you do, let me know how you did it. I'm serious. It's an ongoing adventure, isn't it not? I find the older I get that the fears I had many years ago don't crop up, but they're new ones at the door. Right? Ask the Lord to help you connect with His mighty love that is not going to allow you to be destroyed, regardless of what you feel. The love of God. We talked about last time, where to, what is fear? Fear is a reaction to a stimulus. It can be a thought, a word, a feeling. It can be something you see. It is a reaction that is not based on love or faith. Somebody can say something. You can have a thought. You can have a word or a feeling. And fear will have a little trigger on the... It'll, it'll trigger something... Fear is when you begin to visualize a result you don't want. Oh, I'm going to be destroyed. Oh, I'm going to be ruined. Oh, I'm going to be homeless. Oh, I'm going to be riddled with cancer. Oh, I'm going to be, you name it. My children, my grandchildren are not going to be, you name it. It is a response to a stimulus. That thought, word, action, emotion. Understand this, that at first, fear begins to influence you. And the more you don't deal with your fears, it, be, it, it, it goes out of the realm of influence into dominion. There is no neutral with fear. It will roll downhill every time. It will go from influence to dominion. We talked about who's behind fear. Second Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So who you think would be behind the ignition of fear? God has not given us a spirit of fear. Also need to understand that fear arises out of our own, who we used to be in Adam. We have patterns of thinking, speaking, and behaving that the Bible calls the flesh that makes us susceptible to fear. Fear. 
We began to talk about how we break the chains of fear. And we said last week, you've got to declare war on fear. You have got to take an aggressive stand of faith. By way of review, 1 Peter 5, 7 and 8 says, Be on the alert. Be sober. Be spiritually sober. Your adversary, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Remember what we said last week? The word for devil is diabolos. Dia meaning against. Bolo meaning to throw. What the devil does is throw against the wall of your vision, the wall of your mind, darts of fear. Diabolos, the thrower of fearful thoughts, fearful emotions, fearful visions. And the Word says, be, be on the alert. And then what did he say in verse 8? Stand firm in your faith. How'd your faith come? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by? And hearing by? How did Jesus overcome the vicious attacks of the evil one? The spoken Word of God. Declare war on your fear. Get into a place of worship. You know why worship is so valuable? If you've been here long, you, you would know that. It invites the presence of the Lord. Psalm 22 says that God is, in, God is inhabited. He is enthroned by the praises of His people. One reason why the Holy Spirit's manifested presence is here every week is because you come in here to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Worship. Do you know what? You don't have to wait till Sunday to do that. If you are being attacked by fear, get yourself in a private place and get you some holy worship music and you begin to worship and praise the Lord just with an audience of one. It will help you deal with an onslaught of fear. And by the way, having praise and worship music and tapes and CDs or whatever it is that you need is something that helps bring you right back into the manifested presence of God. And you know one reason why it does that is because when you really come to worship the Lord, I don't mean just sing songs, when you really focus on the Lord as you worship, you shift your focus away from your problems onto the answer. The enemy wants you to continually focus on the problem. God wants you to focus on the solution. One of the things that interests me in my study of the Old Testament is many times before the children of God went out to battle, they sent the choir with them. Sometimes they sent the musicians ahead of the warriors. What? How would you like to have been an enemy of the people of Israel and all of a sudden you hear these people singing and praising 
instead of rattling their weapons. Behind them were the warriors. How would you like to have heard that? You might have been licking your chops and saying, boy, these are a, this is a piece of cake. Do you know that when those warriors stepped out there with their swords and shields to fight the enemy, because the Spirit of the Lord had gone before them, there were angels all around in the unseen realm. Many times, many times the enemies would turn on themselves and run. You may be battling fear right now and it may have you by the throat. You get into a place of worship and praise and regardless of what you see, regardless of how you see the enemy approaching, you stay in a place of worship and obedience. I guarantee you there's spiritual force going on that you can't see and it's more than enough to beat any enemy you've got. Worship. Connect with the love of God. When you're in fear, ask God to give you greater revelation of that love. I told you last week, my life was in absolute disaster and there were so many voices of fear. And the Lord let me know I didn't have the problem I thought I had. It wasn't financial. It was a love problem. Romans 5, 5 says, The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Do you believe it? I didn't say, did you feel it? I said, do you believe it? Well, if the love of God is poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit and faith and fear is cast out by love, wouldn't it make sense spiritually to go before God and ask for a greater connection to the love of God? God, give me greater revelation of, listen to what I'm about to say. Some of you are defining whether God loves you based on your circumstances and how difficult they are right now. Some of you are having incredible difficulty connecting with the love of God because fear and anxiety has you by the throat. Get in a place of worship. Ask the Lord to give you a greater, greater revelation of the love of God. And ask Him to enable you to spiritually rest in the love of God. To spiritually rest in that place where you are absolutely accepted and loved Sheep don't figure it out. Sheep follow the shepherd. Ask the Lord to give you revelation of His mighty love. When you are in a battle of fear, get involved in prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says that on top of putting all the spiritual armors together, pray at all times in the Spirit, and the word is literally translated, pray in all manners. Pray with every tool you got. All kinds of prayer. Intercession with the mind, with the Spirit. Do you know that the Bible says that there is a time and a place for us to cry out? Do you know how to cry out?
I'm talking about in desperation. Do you know how to cry out? Listen to this in Psalm 34. I sought the Lord, and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This poor man cried out, cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. In verse 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. Listen, verse 18, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Regardless of where you are today, your deliverance is on the way. Cry out in faith. There's something about a heart cry. Some people say, oh, the Lord knows what I mean. What I... Cry out. When you're battling fears, I've got on the back of your outline, seek reinforcement. Do you know the Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels? You know what that means? I don't care what kind of spiritual giant or soldier you are, you occasionally get fatigued. Every one of us is subject to fatigue, mental, emotional, physical, Spiritual, we are subject to fatigue. It is not productive for you to stay in a place of isolation. You can't tell all your stuff to everybody, but God will deal with us at our point of pride if we are unwilling to ask for spiritual help. Call on those who are faithful, who are wise, and who are protective prayer warriors. Don't be afraid to see somebody who's given their life to counsel. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 describes Jesus, and he says, He is wonderful, He is counselor so why would we refuse to go to somebody who has been called out and trained to counsel us that's not weakness you can get reinforcement from prayer warriors counselors you can also get reinforcement from your spiritual covering Paul wrote to the Colossians as he did to almost all the letters, and he said, I pray for you. I make mention of you always at all times in my prayers. Do you have a prayer covering? Do you have a somebody in a place of spiritual leadership who is called out by God, who has, been, has implanted in their spiritual DNA the heart of the shepherd who will cover you in prayer? It is not my ideal God 
assigned that. I don't know if you are like me, but there are times in my own life where I need every resource I can get in fighting the spiritual battles that come my way. Amen? So God has given us His name, His word, worship and love and prayer, and covering as reinforcement in our battle. So now I want you to bow your head with me, and I want you to make a decision before the Lord. That you will not allow fear to dominate your life anymore. And I want you to ask the Lord to reveal to you those areas in your life where you've been in neutral and some thoughts and feelings and even actions of fear have crept in. God doesn't beat you up for having fear. Are you listening? God does not beat you up for having fear. But the devil will beat you up if you keep fear in your inner man. When the enemy starts trying to give you a projection of the way it's going to turn out and it looks like disaster, you remind the enemy and remind your own mind of the wonderful promise of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Would you say this with me? Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, like Mary, like Joseph, like the shepherds, I've heard your voice today. Do not fear. And I'm deciding today to partner with you. You know my weaknesses, where I'm vulnerable. In the name of Jesus, give me greater revelation of your love, greater discipline to worship privately and corporately, greater understanding of the power of prayer and reinforcement. Forgive me for my pride. In Jesus' name, I will go where you tell me to go for assistance in my battles. In the name of Jesus, I'm declaring war on fear today. Lord, hear these prayers. Grant special grace. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.